As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. My head is looking for Isaiah. But anyway, I'm Reverend Dr. K.E. Holmes, and you, you're a person of excellence. Now, hopefully you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. But even if you don't, you're a person of excellence. And I want to back up on that, that those of you who do, do know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and... Some want to say that you can't come into excellence unless you know Jesus Christ is your Savior. And some of you understand that you were good at what you were good at. You were you were good at a whole lot of things even before you know the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to understand and know that God did all things from, from the Lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. And most of, most of us came here who we are. But at the very least... You came as a creation of God, and when you look in Genesis, God made man in his own image. Now that we don't follow that the way that God would have us to. In his image, that is pretty good whether you are not doing good, and it is most excellent when you are. Now, because the broadcast started, I'm not going to go after that scripture that I was looking for. I want to deal with some things in the book of Revelation, and I already reminded you, and for those of you who have taken the courses, the different courses that I have on the book of Revelation, I will always remind you to go to, um, what is it, Matthew 11, to see where Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now go look at it, because I think I might have just left out a slight phrase point being, or the the understanding being, that when you learn of him, it doesn't mean that there can't be some challenges to it, but he already said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It doesn't mean that there aren't steps and things that you might need to learn, and it doesn't mean that you, remember people of excellence, it doesn't mean that you don't have... um, have or have not bought into different things of psychology, like being um, a, a visual person or or being a person that has to make lists. I have a few people that have had 
head injuries and they're always telling me because of the head injury they have to do things this way and they have to do things that way. Well, to all of that I say whatever. Still what the Lord says, what the Word says is what's true. That's before, beyond, and after anything that's happened to you. And and I like to tell you that's part of why he, he tells you and identifies himself here as he which was, which is, and which is to come. He is the truth. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. So that uh, what he says is what is true. What he says is what you go by. Whether you're going by you and how you learn or going by you and how you preach, going by you and how you understand. And I don't know that I need to tell you this, but I go through that just as much as anybody. And the thing that I always learn is, it's always what God said. It's always how God said. And when I don't see it that way right away, it's just because there's some word I'm not applying for God or haven't learned. So, I want to start this out again. John, and I am still dealing with the pre-description. That's important for us to get. And also, I might get to the self-description. Actually, there's a point that I want you to know about the self-description. And that is that he gives instruction. Now, he gives instruction in the very beginning, yes. However, when we get so busy about adding things up, and I'm a person that puts things in lists uh, and, and, and columns and whatnot so that I can see the, the, the similarities and see the differences and all that kind of thing. And not only does God not do that all the time, having done that, I noticed that while God does do that kind of thing, he doesn't do it according to the way that I learned in school or the way that I learned in college. So we want to learn God's way. So in the right here, the revelation of Jesus Christ, so that it's not a secret. And we don't want to treat the book of Revelation like it's a secret. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I don't think that anybody has revelation in their evangelical uh, notes or way or style of bringing people to know Jesus Christ. But this book starts out that it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, it doesn't say it is. It just says the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then it lets us know where it came from, which God gave to him. My mother said a lot of things to me. And she said a lot of things to me about me. And she taught me things about me. Now, during the time that I most remember, it wasn't things that I wanted to remember, and it wasn't things that I wanted to think. The thing of it is, is when the one over you is revealing to you you want to listen and when you're hearing about that and hearing from that 
Oh, you don't want to just overhear. You want to hear. And as a matter of fact, in this very book, the Spirit says, he who has an ear. That expression means if if you have a mind to listen, if you have a mind to understand, he who has an ear, it's not about how how good the volume is on your ears and your hearing. He who has an ear, you have a mind to understand, let him hear. And, And that almost seems like double talk. He who has an ear, let him hear. And then he gives us the specifics. Jesus is talking to the churches and yet at at the end and conclusion of each of the churches, he who has an ear, a mind to understand and think, hear, not only hear what Jesus is saying, hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. And now I just went outside of, of the book of Revelation, I mean uh, chapter 1. I'm telling you that these things are there so that we get it in chapter 1. He not only lets us know who this is about and that it is a revelation and not a secret because there are different times when Jesus walked the earth where he, he let us know some things about the context of knowing him, about the context of knowing the Father. And to know, you want to know him without knowing the Father? That's not going to happen. So here we have it, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him. And then some of the things that, I'm going to use my mother as an example, some of the things that my mother told to me were for me. She wanted me to understand. It wasn't for the neighborhood. It wasn't for the school. It wasn't even for my big brother, who she adored and I thought told everything and gave everything to him. No, some of the things that she gave, she gave to me. So look at this here. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. But then watch this. Oh, I love it. To show unto his servants. See, that's why I want you to make sure that you know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to make sure that even you as a person of excellence and probably uh, 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 have headed up things. You've been the excellent, the, the best missionary, the best pastor, the best evangelist, the best prophet. Oh my, you've been the best. And by the way, if you are the excellent of the excellent, you don't walk around thinking on how excellent you are. Remember where the God tells us in the word that humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. The excellent of the excellent are those that God has exalted and they're not full of themselves. They're the ones who know how to walk in that thing in Proverbs where it says, let another man praise thee and not thine own lips, a stranger and not thine own mouth. Go look it up in case I said it backwards, but I'm helping us to understand that you can be wonderful and you, God will give you to know it. Oh yes, he will. Cause he didn't make you wonderful for no reason at all. He didn't call you to be the best of the best for you to be just average, to do what the, what everybody does. Mm-hmm. 
God gives excellence when he wants excellence performed. God will move, have you to move in his anointing and in his glory. Yeah, he will do both. He speaks of both. And they have different effects. And those of you who move in his glory, don't walk around saying, Oh, I move in the glory of God. I walk in the glory of God. Even when you do move in the glory of God and walk in the glory of God. No, you know that walking in the glory of God, you've got to hear from God. One example that I like to give, and I don't know this is the all example, but one example that I like to give is you have to walk with God in the way that light comes into your eyes and it makes the 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 image on the back and 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 makes it so that you come out and see and you can see what you're looking at without thinking about it you can look at what you're uh, uh, look at see what you're looking at easy as breathing that's an expression that I like to use to show you that we can do a whole lot of complicated things without even knowing what that complicated what it takes to do all that complicated thing and moving in the glory of God is very like that. It is so beyond our understanding, and yet it is so glory, glorious, and it is the glory of God. Part of why you don't walk around being all proud, you might be happy. And usually the things that you have to walk in the glory of God for are things that don't necessarily make you happy. <laughs> it's when you need to make a difference over, over things that stuff things that shouldn't even be happening and it takes the glory of God to make that change in the instance like I said that the light comes into your eyes and that you can see and know and understand what you're looking at oh yeah so let me get back here revelation 1 the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to show to his servants so this one this one is to show to his servants it's not to show to the person who doesn't know him it's not to show to the person who's against him it's not to show to devils and even about that God told us the devils believe and tremble devils tremble at things that they know about God and can't do anything about devils tremble at things that they know that it's God but they don't know what it's about by the way that has almost always has to do with salvation the devils don't understand salvation. <clears throat> they don't understand the deliverance of God. They know that if, if you look at when when uh, in Job, they they have an understanding of some things, and and it's still the understanding isn't correct. That God had to speak to the the one that came before God when He said, "I'm walking to and fro on the earth, looking for what I'm I'm looking for." And God had to give him direction. So here we are. To the servants. Understand that this is for the servants. This is. This is. Even if you use it as an evangelism tool. It's the servant that has the, gets the understanding. Of where and how. To give that aspect of understanding. And look at this. He says, things which must shortly come to pass. And and I, I share it all the time how that 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When God says short, from from the from the very first time of being saved, me, I I I looked at this things that God said short on, and I wanted to know. It's almost two thousand years. I mean, it wasn't yet. Uh, it was uh, nineteen sixty eight. But how in the world is Jesus coming shortly? And one thousand one hundred and sixty eight years have gone by. That's not short. That's not short by anybody's standard is, is was my thinking. And God let me know. Oh, he answered me in such so beautifully about that. And then the answer that he, the way that he answered me, took me into thinking. God wants us to think. He wants us to use our brains. However, I did learn that the only thing God tells us to reason about is our sin. Come now, let us reason together, though your sins be as scarlet. And I know I love the song about white as snow, but that's not what the word says. He says whiter. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be whiter than snow. So even when God makes a comparison, we want to make the same comparison that he makes. And we sometimes we don't know until later. That's why we want to stay with what he said and how he said it. I have an expression that God is his own best interpreter and the word of God is its own best commentary. Now, I'm a person who loves to read dictionaries. I love to read commentaries. I love to look things up, back things up and all of that. I love to learn how you learned it, where you got it from and what they were saying. However, in doing that, I have learned that God is his own best commentary. I'll give you one example. I've been using it lately. One of my absolute favorite uh, commentator and commentator types, uh, Herbert Lockyer. Uh, he did the All series. And for those of you that know anything about it, you know that he was absolutely wonderful. And what he wrote in the All the Women of God, All the Men of God, All the Kings of God, All the Prayers in the Bible. Uh, pardon me, in the Bible is how, how he said it. And um, 
on Bathsheba. He makes it out that uh, she was being harlot-like. And he may have found out after. However, it's too late now because it's written. And I, it's even on one of the all the women of God on my bookshelf. So it's still written in there and he's long gone. And yet, it is known and well understood that the Hebrews collected rainwater because it was purest and they collected it on the rooftop and that was the water that the women used to purify themselves with. So when you look at Bathsheba up on the rooftop, she's doing her purification. And it's at a time when the men aren't even supposed to be around. And I don't mean no male is around. And men know better than to go to the rooftop because they know that the women are uh, uh, do their purification up there. However, one of the best commentators makes it like She's up there doing harlotry stuff, and she's up there purifying herself. Now, with that, it means don't overlook that to actually fornicate or commit adultery after doing the purification is stupid. I I, I keep refraining from doing a course on stupid. Uh, The the word kassel is one of the words, uh, it's word for fool in the scripture. And one of the best definitions is stupid. Uh, that's the person who believes themselves and over anybody else and they, they don't think. And the people of God get stupid, Cassell. And it very often is right in the midst of being before God and doing the godly thing. Somehow... We don't stay in that realm that we're in of moving with God and in the power of God and in whether it's the anointing or the glory or the calling or the obedience to the word of God. We don't stay there or we wouldn't do the next thing, which is where I call stupid. Because when God gave the word about the purification for women, One of the things that he says is after the purification, you're going to be with your husband and you're going to conceive. So uh, maybe she thought, okay, because I'm not with my husband. But the thing of it is, when you do things the way God says, there's going to be fruit and blessing. And so she conceived. Yeah. When we do things God's way, we, we want to be sure that we're doing things God's way which is part of why I make this, because I want to make sure that I'm staying with what he said and how he said. And that's why that I give you this, that it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And God has already had some things in his word to say about that. And revelation is not secret. So we need to stop making it like this book of revelation is so secret. It has a bunch of secrets, but it's the revelation of them. And that revelation, as it has to do with Jesus Christ. And which God gave to him. And it's to show. It's not to keep it a secret. Now that's an area where I move in revelation a lot with God. And most of the time it's so astounding that I want to keep it to myself. 
because I have this idea that nobody will believe. Well, for what I just shared with you, I know better than that. Because it's according to he that has an ear, you want to hear what the Spirit says. It's not because you want to hear me. It's because you want to hear what the Spirit says. If you want to listen to me according to me, then you have to put me according to human, and humans are fallen. Now, don't forget that I went and said that. Don't forget that in Second Peter chapter 1, it is now living in this earth that we are partakers of the divine nature. So we don't need to stay on this fallen business. No, we need to stay in the exceeding great and precious promises of God, whereby we are made partakers of the divine nature, to, to quote Second Peter chapter 1. I'm just letting you know that you want to stay with the word. There is no point at which you want to separate from the word or think something different from the word and know that you've got it. Even when you know that you've got it, you want to check with God. I remember one of the prophets, God gave him the prophecy and he knew he heard what God said to him. And then he asked God for the interpretation of the matter. That's that's me all the time. Father, I understand what you said. I need the interpretation of the matter. I'm walking things out right now, and so are you. We are living in times where people are walking out serious stuff all the time. And if it's not you personally, it's people that you deal with. And that is what this is like. We are living in times where the excellent of the excellent have to be all that in order to get through what you've got to get through in order to bring through who you're to bring through. Like he says here, oh, this is to the servants. Yeah, God is calling on the excellent of the excellent. And I'm about to show you that John was one of those. It was those times. And you've got to show at a time when you think it would be better to keep it a secret so that you can keep the persecution down. No, that's how you're going to get through the persecution. That's how you're going to get to bear the persecution. And that's how you're even going to have the understanding that you need to bear the persecution. Because when you're not in the times of the excellent of the excellent, you always want that instant miracle. You always want the now. And, and as much as we love the faith chapter, we are living in times, the excellent of the excellent, that most of what we live in is the end of the faith chapter where the promise was real and believing it is real. And it, and it didn't happen yet, didn't come yet. And he says here, things which must shortly come to pass. He's not kidding. He's not playing. But that shortly is very like Jesus is coming soon. And when I first asked him about it, it was 1,168 years. Hmm. And to me, that wasn't soon. Does that make God's word of none effect? Back then, a whole lot of theologians were trying to make it that, well, God, God's word, the ones that wanted to believe God's word made it like, well, it's not literal. And then the other ones who didn't want to believe God's word or believe that there is a God or that it is God's word, they would tell you, well, it's full of contradictions. I want you to know that God doesn't contradict himself even when it looks like it to you. Using one of the famous ones is uh, God's not a man that he should repent. And yet when it came to 
Man, God said, it repenteth me that I've made man. That's letting you know that God doesn't repent like men need to repent. We need to repent from sin. We need to repent of sin. Did you hear that? I said from and of, two separate things. And God's not in either one of those places. We make it about repentance, and we need to know. We need to know what God says when he uses a word. And by the way, as much as I love to read dictionaries and read commentaries, one of the things that God taught me before I even knew and understood that there were uh, Bible colleges and, and, and Bible things to help you understand it in the Bible, God showed me to find everywhere that he used a word and read the scripture and scriptures around it to see how he used it to get the meaning, to get the understanding. And, oh, by the way, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. It's enjoyable work when you love the Word of God and you love revelation and you love moving all that. And if you don't enjoy all the writing and all the reading and all the this and, and all the checking back, uh, it's a lot of work. It's also a lot of revelation. It's a lot of moving in the things of God. It's a lot of understanding. And so he says here, things which must shortly come to pass. Now, you want to understand things short. So you want to understand what is short to God. What is he relating it to? Most of us, and at least me, I'll tell you, I made short in relation to the, the sun, the moon, and the stars in terms of, of time and days and years. And right now, just looking at this short, it must have to do with the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's me saying it must have. I need to go find out what is God talking about when he says which things which must. And that's another thing to understand about God. When he says must, he's letting you know that that's the way it is. It has to be that way. There might be a whole lot of interferences, a whole lot of things that make it look like it's not going to be that way. But when God says must, it's, it's absolutely going to be that way. And here he says, come to pass. It's going to come. And you want to recognize that. It's not just going to happen like I'm looking at you and you're looking at me. No, come, come. It's going to have to do with you. Now, what part of it has to do with you? God's going to show that here because it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. But he lets you know, come. And is, is he talking about coming to the earth? What, come, come, come where? You see why you got to pay attention to what God is saying and what God is giving? He's clear about it. But you can't just make up your mind that he's saying this or he's saying that. He's the one that lets you know this is that. You remember that from Joel, some of you. Okay, so... And he sent and signified. And here again, the way God uses words. He sent and signified. There's going to be signals. There's going to be buttons to push. There's going to be things to connect. He sent and signify it. And, and this one, I've had to ask God most of my saved life, help me to enjoy your will and your way. Help me to love your way. Because I like things a certain way. I love that God talks to me. I love that God reveals things to me. 
I love that God gives me prophecy. And he gives it directly to me. Whether it's the Father directly to me. Whether it's Jesus, my, our Savior, directly to me. Whether it's the Holy Spirit who birthed me into the kingdom of God and into the family of God. and birthed. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Me into the body of Christ. He speaks directly to me. And yet this one here, he says... And he sent it and signified it by his angel. And I'm so wanting him to mean that, you mean John, don't you? You know, because he's the one who wrote this. No, by his angel. I don't want to go a between. And that's where I have to stop and say, God, help me to love your way. Help me to love your way. Not just the way I want it. Not just the way I like it. Help me not to be, and I'm, I'm saying this. This doesn't have to be you. Help me not to be just such a brat that it's got to be what I like, what I think in my way. You said that he, you, he sent it and he sent and signified it by his angel. And I do deal with angels. <laughs> Unto his servant John. And there's something here that you want to understand. The word of God testifies John is his servant. Now you've known this all along because he was one of the disciples. And he was one of the closest and one of the most precious disciples. And when he called away the three, one of those three was always John. When he revealed things and when things were super precious, it was John. And some of you... You wanna you 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 know that you were such a renegade. I'm one of those. You know that you were such a renegade, and and God transformed you so much. You know, it, some of you may not remember that James and John they were sons of thunder. They wanted to call down fire on somebody who wasn't following exactly the way Jesus what they thought, and Jesus told them, no 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> and this is, this is that John who had such transformation 
walking with Jesus Christ. And I'm saying Jesus Christ. I always remind you that Jesus, we're talking the earthly man, and Christ, we're talking Messiah. Now, there's more to it than that, but I'm letting you know that when you see Jesus Christ, you've got both going on there. And and, and I, I'm letting you know that because Jesus, who we come to know as Lord, is still Jesus, fully man. We don't want to forget that part. And for me, it's mostly so that I don't ever use being human as an excuse for being wrong. I'm only human. Well, when God made human, remember, he's, he, he made man in his image. And even fallen, man still has authority in the earth that God gave. Heaven, pardon me, earth and heaven under the this this generation. I believe that's uh, Genesis 2, might be Genesis 3. I'm not going to go look to it because it'll take me so much longer to get to what we want to get to on this pre-description. I want you to understand that when God reveals things to you, much of it has to do with what he has put in you, what He, where he has grown you to, what he has ordained you in and anointed you for. And also the flip of that, what he has anointed you in and ordained you for. If I didn't flip it, you flip it. And and see that God calls you, and he calls you even at a certain time in a certain way, for his specific purposes. And most of the time, we're so busy about us, excuse me, uh, we're so busy about us that we only know the relation to us. And we do need to know that. You need to know when you're the excellent of the excellent. You need to know the times. And you need, and if you're not the one who God has given to know the times, you need to be able to hear your brother or your sister or, or whatever group and know that God has given them that. And you also need to know that when all of that is going on, there there is always, and I learned that whenever I say always, there's always the exception. There is most of the time people who move in that and are not for God, not doing it according to God and not like God. I got saved at a, at a prophetic time. And also, it was a time when almost everybody read the horoscope almost every day. Now, tell me, that doesn't make sense. You've got the word of God to hear from. And God says to have nothing to do with the monthly proc... Uh, I'm going to mispronounce the word. Uh, but I, I'm hearing the word wrong in my ear. So I won't pronounce it right. But God lets you know. Mm-mm. He made the moon and the stars. God's the one who lets you know in, in the Psalms. The heavens declare the glory of God. He lets you know that. And he also lets you know that you're not to be going to the horoscope to know your fortune. God is the one who lets you know your purpose and your destiny. And even that I will remind you and remind you and remind you a thousand times, if not ten thousand times, that that is within the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. That is within his purposes. 
even we, the saints of God, like to talk about our destiny and like to talk about it outside of what God has ordained in the Lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. God ordered things about all of us, each of us. And he didn't wait until after he made man. He didn't wait until after he made the sun, the moon, and the stars. This generation of heaven and earth. The things that God ordained. He tells us that he ordained them. In the lamb slain. From the foundation of the earth. And if you want to look at it. Look at some of what wisdom says. That I was here. I don't want to go there. I want to stay with this. So God signified it. By his angel. Unto his servant John. And I really want us to understand that John the Revelator, he was, he was an apostle of apostles. He was the best of the best. He was, he was so wonderful. And he had such huge transformation, transformation, going from a son of thunder. And that calling down fire, I mean, he knew that from the word. That's Elijah. That's Elijah. He knew it from the word. And what you know from the word, you want the clarification in Jesus Christ. Because when he when when they wanted to call down fire in Jesus' day, Jesus had another word for them than what you look at and see with Elijah. And it's not a matter of that was the Old Testament and this is the New Testament. We need to stop that nonsense. At the time Jesus walked the earth, he said, You think you have eternal life? Search the scripture. He told them. That's, they speak of me. And there was no New Testament written at the time that he said it. It was Old Testament. And I always want to let you know that none of us, or hardly any of us, somebody might, we don't use Old Testament scripture for our evangelism protocol. We want to start you in the New Testament, in the New Covenant. Jesus already, Jesus had said it. You think you have eternal life? Search the scripture. It's them that speak of me. Can you win somebody to Jesus Christ using the scripture that he was speaking of? So stop making it like because it's Old Testament, it doesn't count anymore. Yes, he fulfilled the law. Oh, yes, he did. I'm looking at my time. I want you to understand the excellence that God has you to walk in so that you can do the work that he's given you to do. And especially in these times that we live in, You're the excellent of the excellent, and you are going to deal with people that, I'll put it this way, they're the evil of evil. And one of the things that we who seek God fail to recognize of the e- those who are the evil of the evil is that they are subtle, like the serpent in Genesis. They'll look like they're serving God. They'll be sitting up in church with you. Some of them are sitting up on the pulpit with you, and they're able to be quite deceptive. 
If it wasn't for the time, I'd go back and show it to you. But you look at it. God had revealed himself as Elohim. And Genesis 1 interrupted himself and revealed uh, Ruach, Elohim, spirit of God. And then went back 35, 34 more times referring to himself as Elohim. However, at the 12th time, here the serpent, the serpent, uh, pardon me, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Then he went and revealed Yahweh Elohim. But the serpent, when when God deals with man, he always says Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh Elohim, Yahweh. Or in your Bible, Lord God, Lord God. He said God, interrupted himself, said Spirit of God. Then went back and said God, 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 God said, God did, God saw. And then when he starts to deal with man, he says Lord God. That's a relationship. Lord That's God of covenant, God in covenant, God who ratified the covenant, God who keeps the covenant. Remember Jesus said to you, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, you know? And he kept saying, Lord God, Lord God, Lord God, dealing with man. And here the serpent with his subtlety, he says, God, has not God said? And left off the relationship. And Eve didn't catch it. I hope you caught it. Eve didn't catch it. And she picks up with Elohim, Elohim, or God, God, God. Left off Lord God, the relationship that you need. And part of that, part of that makes it so that I'm relating it to things which must shortly come to pass. You can't leave off the relationship. When Eve had a son, she brings back, she says, I I have a son through the Lord. Now she brings in the relationship. The problem with that is when God revealed Elohim, Genesis 1, he said in the beginning, I always share with you, time, time, order, place, position, purpose, time, order, place, position, purpose, five things. We don't even get to know it yet that five is a number of grace, but there's five things he said before he even said God, before he even revealed the name. Do you see it? Things which must shortly come to pass, time, order, place, position, purpose. And the serpent interrupted from Lord God, Lord God, Lord God, Lord God. We have time, order, place, position, purpose. And then God brings in the relationship and the covenant. And then Eve agrees with only Elohim. You need Lord, the relationship and the covenant to realize that when she had a son, yeah, God made a promise, the promise of Jesus Christ, the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. Yeah, that's God's promise. That's God's plan. But when you leave the Lord out of, when you bring Lord, bring back the relationship and leave off Elohim, time, order, place, position, purpose, you've got it out of order. Her son was not Jesus Christ. Her son was not the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. So the time and the positioning, uh, the positioning was there because he's man. The purpose, you see, when you don't do it God's way, it gets mixed up. It gets messed up. 
And then we make all these doctrines and, like I said, commentaries. And then I, I remember, um, not Herbert Lockyer, uh, the, the one who, who coined the phrase uh, Bapticostal, uh, Irwin, Howard, Howard Irwin. And he used to call us um, once or twice a year. And I remember asking him, because he'd written his book and he said something, and I saw it different, and I know that he's better than me, and he's a scholar, and I'm just, just coming along. And I asked him about it, asking the question. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Not demanding that I have a different revelation. I have a different understanding. I asked him the question. And when, he, when the next ex- edition of his book came out, he had changed that thing. Because he saw it in the word. So I want us to understand that God will send it and he'll signify it by his angel. We need to be willing to do it the way God said. Unto his servant John. He's still on this servant thing. And we want to know when God says a thing twice, it's immutable, irrefutable. It's that way. He's mentioning twice here in the very first verse, servant, servant, servant. To show to his servants. And now... This one, this time he's letting him know that the angel is signifying it to his servant John. We need to understand some things about John. And here, like the excellent of the excellent, there's some things about you that you might not know about you, and God does, who bear record of the word of God. Oh, we now know that. We know that now John is the one who had more to show about Jesus being God. Did he recognize it the way we recognize it now? John, who bear record of the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. It's not just this Bible here that he bore record of these words. He bore record of the word of God. Now we know that in a different way. And of the testimony of Jesus Christ. And I always want to remind you, especially since we love to prophesy, 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 and moving in excellence. There's a a lot of prophesying going on at the same time. And we always want that prophesy to be from from the monthly prognosticator. We want that prophesying to be them and they out there. And a lot of times it's us thinking that we know so much and we don't know where we deviated from the way God said and what God said. And unfortunately, what we said is a proper lie. Just because we think we understand. 
One of them just recently happened, and I need to shorten this thing. Uh, let me check on the time. The time is saying one thing. Well, <laughs> for those who, of you who don't know it, when you move in the glory of God, also um, time and timing and earth timing can change even though you're still living in your earthly body. So with this, I want you to understand that prophesying can happen with someone with good intentions who means well because we understand something in a certain context. Later on, we're going to see here that Jesus is walking in the midst of the candlesticks. However, we're also going to see, we see him that he he speaks one way, but we're also going to see that he speaks another way. So if you know Jesus as the one who holds the sword in his hand, uh, you're not, you're, you're, you don't have, you might not, let's put it that way. You might be one who needs to make sure that you have respect for the one who sees Jesus walking in the midst of the candlesticks. Okay? Understand this. And each is a revelation of Jesus Christ. But if God gives you a prophecy and you understand it in storm and thunder and in destroying, remember remember that he tears up the waste places. Messiah, yeah. And those who are his do that. But before that, it talks about, oh, the Spirit is... Upon upon me, you know, to you comfort the mourn those who mourn, uh, the brokenhearted. Yeah, gentle as Jesus is, he's also fierce. And if you only know and interpret things according to his fierceness, you don't have time for those who. Or, or, and I don't want to say you don't, because I want to speak. I want to say so that the way that it should be, you'll have ears to hear. When he wants to give you a prophecy from or through someone who about the gentleness of God. Please, saints of God, me included. John bore record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ in Revelation in this very book. 1910. Go go look at it. I'm not going to stop because of the shortness of time. Because sometimes I say it backwards and you want to say it the way God said it. But the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Go look it up. Revelation 1910. Say it the way God said it in case I'm saying it backwards. Okay? John bore record of the word of God and... The testimony of Jesus Christ. That's one of the reasons why John, when you look at, at the revelation, uh, when you look at in, in John, where Jesus uh, meets up with Peter and John after, after the resurrection. Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And right after that, he, he says some things about John, how things are going to be. And well, he tells Peter that you're going you're, you're gonna to go and it's going to be where people don't want you to go. And then, and Peter goes and looks at, at John, and he's like, well, what about him? And that, that's, that's a trait in Peter. 
He's always looking at something that's beyond his own scope. He wants to know about his scope, but he always is about something of his own scope. And usually out of order, like when he cut off the high priest's servant's ear. You know, he got a sword, like Jesus said, get a sword. And then he took it outside of context, what I call stupid. And Jesus healed the high servant's ear. (sighs) And Jesus had to let him know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So look at this, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So in that context, back there with Peter, when Peter wanted to know what about him, Peter ended up spreading a rumor in the church that John wasn't going to die until Jesus came because of the way he he misunderstood or understood things. It was a context that didn't apply. And John bears record in, in the word or in in the testimony and says that that's not what Jesus said. That's not what he said. So I want you to see here that God is is holding up what he said, that the testimony of Jesus Christ, and then watch this, all things that he saw. Understand, John has already seen a lot. John has already seen a lot. And as you keep reading here, Jesus tells John to bear testimony of what he's going to see. For those of you who've ever already walked a lot, you've already taught a lot, you've already lived a lot, and it's all true, and you're finally owning up to the excellency of God in you, in you, and through you. Most of us, by the time we get to know and understand that thing, that we're acknowledging God and honoring him in that, he is bringing us into a new measure of all of that. John already saw a lot. He's on the island of Patmos here. He has been exiled. He has been uh, tried more than and like none of the others. And the cruelty that went on, and he lived through what others died. He's already seen a lot. But he's about to see some things beyond and unlike all that that he already saw. You, excellent of excellent, I want you to know and understand. I want you to know and understand. I want you to know and understand that you You represent the magnificence of God. You are a living letter and someone reading you can know for sure that God is God. That he is the true and living God. Reading your life, you are a living letter. And God is about to do things that they need to pay attention to the God you represent, the God you glorify, the God you honor, to even understand what is coming to pass. And that's even the timing of it. The timing of it. He said shortly, it takes him to reveal to you the timing of it. Some of you know that if you hit a deer... Their timing is slow motion. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, some of you know it about dogs. Dog years are different than human years. 
timing of things can be like slow motion to us and it can be like super speed to us. We need to know the timing of God on things that must shortly come to pass. And in all of that, the same thing like the blink of an eye, that light coming into your, and and all the complicated things that happen, and it's in a blink. It's what we call the blink of an eye. There's a whole lot of things going on. And if God is showing you some of the things that are going on, it doesn't seem like a blink when he's showing it to you, and some for some of you it does. God showed me something yesterday, and it was in a blink, and it was so much. When I went to go say it, it took more than 20 minutes just to try to say it as briefly as I know how. And always know there's a promise to doing it, seeing it, understanding it God's way. He said, blessed is he. Blessed is, not might be, could be, is. He that readeth. And remember, I always tell you the ETH on King James lets you know that it's happening and it's continuing to happen. And, and that, that's a connecting and. And they that hear, remember about hearing, that's to hear and understand, to hear the words. You see, John Bear Record of the Word of God, here he says the words. And John Bear Record of the testimony of Jesus Christ, which is the spirit of prophecy. Watch this. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written herein. And then helping us with that shortly. For the time, it's at hand. It's happening. It's at hand. And it takes, it takes the revelation. And then God is real specific here. He lets you know John to the seven churches. And I know that we've had all these doctrines that make them um, dispensations. But they were actual churches. And for what happened to those churches and the area right now and in our day and time, we need to pay attention to everything from verse 1 already to this and not just our dispensational theology to know that we said it God's way. We, we took the revelation God's way because God said specifically to the seven churches which are in Asia. Remember, there was a point in time where the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, forbade them to go into Asia. And then by the time he did, what if that's the revelation that you know? What if that's the prophecy that you know that God forbade? You need to be able to hear from the one who God gives a prophecy to that now it's time to go and it's time to do this, that, and the other thing. Priscilla and Aquila, uh, who were able to expound the word of God more perfectly to uh, one that was teaching, they were in Asia. So you can't just go with what you know. I always remind you that in Ephesians he tells us that the body is to edify, build each other up in love. And we need to move in what every joint supplies, similar to what he says 
about the seven churches. So understand, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are herein. For the time, it is at hand. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.